Japan by River Cruise is made possible thanks to those who donate to the show at japanbyrivercruise.com and due to the generosity of our corporate sponsors. In this confusing, troubling time of disruptive calls for equitable treatment, inclusivity, and compassion, it's good to know that some truths are eternal, like the fact that Japan is an ethnically homogenous nation that engages in zero racial discrimination against those people in the country who don't conform exactly to that ethnic homogeneity. How does Japan accomplish this seemingly contradictory feat, you ask? by having a superior culture. So don't get distracted by the naysayers who should go back to their own countries for trying to make you feel bad about your country. Just remember these simple rules. If you want to be Japanese, you should have a pair of Japanese parents. And if you want to be good at soccer, you should have a pair of Adidas. Adidas Japan, because racists spend money too. Hello, Brian, and welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Ollie Horn. And joining us this week is comedian, musician, TV personality, and three-time Japanese riverboat wakeboarding champion, Go Takeuchi, a.k.a. Black Samurai. Go, thanks for joining us. Hey guys, konnichiwa! I'm Black Samurai. Yoroshiku On this week's show, it's a common perception that just being exotic can get you famous in Japan. But what does it really take to make it in the Japanese entertainment industry? And is it worth it? We'll talk to Go about these questions and more in a segment we're calling, How Sour Are Those Grapes? Plus, Ali's got your weekly River Cruise recommendation. Ali? Yes, this week's recommendation is a Kyoto cruise that is capitalizing on consumer demand by offering what they are calling the first ever plant-based river cruise. The boat, naturally, is made from cedar and cypress wood. The boat's people's uniform is 100% organic cotton. And the all-you-can-eat yakiniku is served on compostable bamboo plates. Also, this week YouTube went down while our JBRC channel was right in the middle of live-streaming the three-hour Sonodagawa paddleboat experience. Not to worry, though, I'll give you a real-time, audio-only recap of the last 95 minutes later in the show. But first, Soap Talk. Long time no see. Yeah, we've we've known each other for a handful of years now. We've performed together before, uh, but it's the first time to talk to you in a little while. I wanted to say I'm really enjoying your YouTube lately. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, you are my YouTube shisho. You are my, you know. I've always said Bobby's YouTube was a bit of a shit show. <laughs> Not a shit show. Not a shit show. A shisho. No, but it's funny because I think. You, your content, the kind of stuff that you're making now is very similar to stuff that I was, it's like messages that I was trying to do, but you do it funnier. I really love your, oh, yeah. um, like, Hafuni Kirawareru Nihonjin Best 3. You've got like a, a video about, you do like Black Samurai Sensei. Yes, you do yes. like these classroom videos with animated characters. And the funniest one for me was the um, types of Japanese people that get hated by half yeah. by mixed race Japanese people. Right, 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 right. They always like the first time we met, we meet people. They always ask me, oh, where is your father? Oh, excuse me. Where is your mother from? 
and he's so annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I answer the same question like a billion times in my life. Yeah, yeah. The problem is our listeners are actually wondering where your mother and father are from, so can you actually <laughs> tell us? Demosa, <laughs> I think you are a foreigner, Gaijin, right? In Japan. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of have the same situation, right, with me. No, we're, we're, right. we're white. We're in charge wherever we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No. All right, all right. No, <laughs> no so, so yeah. you're, you're half Japanese, half Cameroonian. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. What a weight off our minds. <laughs> when people meet you for the first time, what I liked about this video was that, mm-hmm. like, it, it gets into how... For some reason, you know, Japan is such a polite culture. It has all these rules of like etiquette yeah. and social interaction. But when you meet either a foreigner mm-hmm. or somebody that Japanese people see as a foreigner, all of those rules go out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they yeah. ask you shit that they would never ask another Japanese person, like like the details of how your mother and father created you, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so we have to like kind of teach them. Yeah, it must get so boring. Do you ever change up the response? Like if someone, I'm sure this happens. You know, people go, "Oh, you're black." Do you ever go, "Oh my god, I'm like, I'm what?" <laughs> you know, like <laughs> pretend that you that you've just yeah. noticed. Or, yeah. Do you ever have fun with it? Yeah. Like lately, I kind of pretend I'm gaijin. Like I use uh, very katakoto. Yeah, like simple. Hi, affected Japanese. I quit them very politely. Yeah. That's Japanese style. <laughs> yeah. But the same kind of politeness as that Japanese lady who's being inquisitive as to the circumstances of your conception. <laughs> <laughs> but Japanese agency is somehow like Yakuza family. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. Once you enter, you cannot leave. You can't quit. So I was afraid if I have to cut my finger or, you know, but my, my pinky is still there. So I quit the assembly. Yeah. Well, so I, I've worked with a couple different agencies in the past. And this last one, I, it was just purely, purely like a circumstances thing. If, mm. if there was no COVID and there was, you know, a, a non-life-threatening Olympics that was going to happen then I think I would probably still be with them. Mm-hmm. But because my agency was in Tokyo and 99% of my work is in Kyushu, it didn't make sense to be with them anymore. Oh, okay. It's like I'm getting all my work directly, but still they're taking a portion of it. Right, right, right. So right. My, my quitting was also Enman. It was also like we left on good terms. Mm. Okay. But but yeah, no, I, I, I've been in other agencies in the past that I won't name them, but it's been like a struggle to get out how is it a struggle to get out? Why can't you just say I quit? Because uh, they wield a lot of power. Because like they potentially have the power to um, pull strings to not let you get jobs in the entertainment industry in the future. Yeah, but now the time is changing, Bobby. So nowadays, a lot of uh, talent in Chinese group or Oscar mm-hmm. group 
they both are big, mm-hmm. one of the biggest agencies in Japan. S- there are some talent left there, and they started their own contents like YouTube. And right. then now the time is still changing. Like before,、mm-hmm. uh, if Japanese talent quit their agency, they have to take a break for one year. Right. But it's actually against the law. It's, yeah. yeah. It's just like weird rule Japanese、yeah. industry made. Yes. Plus, there's this direct model where somebody can connect directly with their fans. Well, this is what we're going to talk about in the news. We've now, we've now talked in soap talk about how you get out of the industry.、Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's in the news talk about how you get in.、Yeah. It seems like we've done this in reverse. Just before we do, we've got a couple of people to thank. In fact, talking about the fans sustaining the work rather than big agency、uh, controlling us,、uh, we rely exclusively on the generosity、uh, of the people that listen to this show, including Natasha. Uh, who bought us a coffee saying the last episode was hilarious,、uh, implying that the previous 62 were not, but we'll let that slide. I'd like to、and、apologize also, for the first 62, Natasha. I'm sorry. And also, Vincent, who bought us three coffees,、uh, who said lots of very nice things. If you'd like to join them in supporting the show, then you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Japan by River Cruise, where there are two options. Either you buy us a coffee that makes us feel great, say something nice or horrible, as long as we get the money, we don't mind,、uh, or you can become a member. And members for $5 a month get access to all the extra bits. Including some juicy gossip from Black Samurai this week, too. Bobby Judo, shall we take a look at the news? Bobby Judo, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, this week is a little bit special. I want to talk about trying to make it in the Japanese entertainment industry. Go, when we first started working together with like, the Japanese.、Uh, Comedy Japan initiative where we were doing stand up comedy. Oh, with Ben. In Japan. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,、um, yeah Ben and some other guys、mm-hmm. uh, started that up. <laughs> But I, I, I'll always remember one of your first performances that you did with us that I saw、uh, where you did the song Black Star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience as、uh, a half Japanese、um, comedian? For、mm, like. First of all,、um, J- uh, Japan is very homogeneous, right? It's not very diverse.、Yeah. Like, 99% of people in Japan have Asian look. So,、mm-hmm. Tokyo is okay because there are a lot of foreigners in Tokyo. But if I go to、uh, even Nagoya or if I go to、mm. Kyushu, Nagasaki, countryside of Japan, I, I, will, I would. Very stand out.、Mm. Like,、mm. black people are rare in Japan.、Mm. And it also、uh, entertainment industry, too. I can、mm. just name a couple of black talent in Japan, and like maybe three. Or, and one guy got arrested, so I don't want to name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the guy who got arrested, his name was also Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, like, I, I went from like the second best Bobby in the、uh, Gaitare、oh, yes, entertainment you are, you are. industry to the, I'm, I'm the first one now. I'm the best. <laughs> wasn't that your opening joke for a while? Well, yeah. So, so, to provide a little bit of background, this guy, Bobby Oregon,、mm-hmm. who's from Nigeria、uh, and is a huge, huge name, he's the guy who does the voiceover on、um, You Wanani Shini Nippon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is a show we've talked about before. He got arrested for domestic abuse.、Mm-hmm. And this is, this is a joke that I do 
in rehearsal and never on air. But like I, I always used to introduce myself as uh, Oregon Janai Bobby. Oh yeah, yeah I'm yeah, the yeah. Bobby who's not Bobby Oregon. <laughs> and now, now I can't do this joke on air, but I'll say I'm the Bobby who doesn't hit his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. But so yeah, he's he's one of like three uh, recognizable names of black talent in the entertainment industry for black talent. Yeah. yeah, I think he was the number one. Isn't there somebody named Ike? Oh, Ike! I forgot. Yeah, Ike is maybe. I think he's the most famous black talent in Japan. Not now, right now. I'm noticing that you're not counting Soejima Jun. Yeah, Soejima Jun. Soejima Jun is. It's. I think he's. His career is growing up, but Ike is yeah. more famous. Ike is the guy that got a lot of uh, foreign media attention, right? Because he was the one that, he's an American, had no connection with Japan at all, moved there for a professional job, and then got kind of flung into the entertainment industry. Do, do you see a distinction yourself between people that are coming in as complete outsiders or people that have some Japanese uh, ethnicity or, or some other links to Japan through birth or having lived for a long yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. I feel very distinction from me and Ike. I think we we have different weapons. <laughs> Even though, mm. like, right. only me, our coincidence is our skin color. That's it. Right. He didn't. I don't. I don't want to say this, but he didn't even write his joke. I think he mm. works with a uh, writer, comedy writer. Mm. He's just player. Right. Yeah. He's good player though. Like a performer. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I always suspected that, like with somebody like Atsukiri Jason, like I see a big difference between Atsukiri Jason and Pakun. Pakun. Like mm. I feel like Atsukiri Jason. If you watch his like first videos, they're very different from from before he joins nabe pro mm -hmm. and had like joke writers consult on his jokes yeah 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 and tailor them for a japanese audience and anytime you see him unfiltered through a japanese writer mm. he, the stuff that he says is a lot harder for a japanese audience to swallow yes 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 um uh, but but to bring this back to your song black star mm -hmm. um this song was all about like trying to make it in the entertainment industry as somebody that japanese people identify as black mm -hmm. and this problem that every time you were like well this is what i'm gonna try mm -hmm. some other black person popped up yeah 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 <laughs> can you walk us through that history because i mean it's a comedy song yeah, it's comedy but it's song. based on a true history yeah it's half true and half made up it's uh it's type of self-deprecation self-deprecation story yeah and yeah. you know i wanted to be a dancer but there is great half black dancer in Japan so I gave up the dream okay I, let's mm -hmm. change I wanted to be a musician then this is an Enka black star named Jero he came up and he is famous so okay I gave up to be a musician singer okay I want to be a talent in Japan oh ne then next uh, Bobby Olagon he is so famous Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like nowhere to go. Damn. And my, at the end, I say my life is uh, kuroboshi, black star. Kuroboshi yeah, yeah. means in Japanese, it's a lose game. Yeah, lost game, lost yeah, game. Yeah. Kuroboshi, black star. It's like Japanese dajare joke. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's this perfect pun because Black Star, the idea of being a celebrity as a black person, just happens to perfectly coincide with this concept of kudoboshi, which means a game that you've lost. Right, right, right. Um, it's really, really good. And, and it really says something very true about the industry in that the way that the Japanese entertainment space mm -hmm. works for foreign talent or half foreign talent tends to be one at a time. They go like, we need right. somebody who fills this role. Mm. And when they have that one person, that person does all of the jobs. And, and like, they don't leave any space for somebody else to come mm. in. And Right, exactly. If you have a new face, they can just go, we've got one of them. Right. right. A any, anything which needs that title. There. That's that's one thing that I always experience in Kyushu mm -hmm. as like the the white guy on TV in Kyushu. And my my philosophy has always been to be very supportive of anybody else who wants to join the industry and comes to me for advice. Mm. But I get all of these people who go like, I want to do what you do. I want to do what you do. And I, I try my best to help. But in the back of my mind, I'm always like, well, you can't do what I do. <laughs> I'm still doing it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's only room for one at a time. Mm. Yeah, that's maybe true. And do you think that's because the way that entertainment is produced is quite cookie cutter? You know, that we cut to this person who thinks this and this character who's going to talk about this and this expert who talks about this. I think it's not just true for foreign talent, but basically everyone on a Japanese screen is quite one dimensional. Oh, yes, yes. You know, they'll bring in a, po a politics expert to talk about politics, but they'll never deviate. Or they'll bring in a comedian who's good at this, uh, you know, to do the food reporting, but they'll never mm. deviate, etc. Et yes, I think... Um... Like Japanese people ge generally like to watch something well packaged, well wrapped. Mm. Mm. It's it affects in comedian industries in Japan. Japanese comedians, like if you go Bobby, if you enter Japanese comedy school, teacher gives you advice like, okay, your weapon is handsome, good, you're look good looking guy. You should make joke about uh, good looking <laughs> or something. Firstly, to, to listeners who aren't familiar with the Japanese entertainment industry, the idea of a comedy school is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it just it does not exist. There's maybe in the U in the US there's people who do improv, but I mean, you know that's absurd. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Also, for listeners who might be listening to this for the very first time and don't have any context, I'm very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I'm regret uh, I said that. <laughs> no, but 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 it is it is true that you know I, I've actually for the last few weeks I've been teaching stand up comedy to to a group of twenty five beginners and I did start by saying well I started by saying I don't think you can teach stand up so you've wasted your money but I'll do my best. <laughs> um, then the second thing I said was we're just going to look at the idea of persona mm. right you know what lens do you see the world through and then what lens will the audience see your material through when right, they look right, at right, you, right because right? like you know it, it makes no sense for someone who's you know who doesn't look sporty to talk about powerlifting at right, the gym right, right, right. right unless their take is that they can't do it and so like i definitely see that like it's a useful comedic device to say well based on your assumptions mm -hmm. about me that can fill in certain gaps in the premise of a joke such that a punchline comes easier i think right, that right, makes right. sense but i do believe and i'm obviously i'm talking generally Japanese comedy is based entirely off this. Mm. So, the, you know, the punchlines can basically be predicted. And so obviously with someone like you, whose most distinctive thing is you have black skin, 
any other interesting part of your personality will come secondary if there's a punchline that can first yeah. be made from right, your right, blackness. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just not about just not only me. Like, if you are overweight, you have to make joke about overweight. Or if you are ugly mm. face, busaiku, uh, that's your uh, tools for your joke. Or mm. and oh, it's also like half people as well okay if you are right um mm. half your facial is like indian indian face y- you have to talk about curry rice or something <laughs> yeah yeah you know and can i just say for first time listeners i am fat and not conventionally attractive <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk about this in terms of uh, the time that Soeji Majun went on downtown Matsumoto's Why Do Not Show. And the entire interaction was Matsumoto going, there's no way your name is Soeji Majun because you look like that. And it's the exact same interaction that he could have had with Yugo or with Ansoni or like any other black looking TV personality. And I'm wondering if this might actually be harmful for real people. Like, does this tell Japanese people watching that when you meet someone like this, it's okay to interact with them in this way? Yeah, in a way, it's it might be harmful. Because, me, example, yeah. when I was in my, like, teenager, I, I didn't like people saying, oh, you don't look Japanese. Oh, you, you are not Takeuchi. You are Michael or something. I, I didn't like that. Right. I didn't. But I went to New York. Oh, by the way, I lived in New York for seven years, and my life totally changed. Like, mm-hmm. in, as you guys know, New York, there are a lot of different looking people, right? So, yeah. mm. the thing I was struggling in Japan, in my mind, it flew away. Oh, it was very small little thing. Mm. And Japan is a little island, and... Japanese people are like behind times almost. So mm. I, yeah, my life totally changed and my way of thinking changed. And then I came back to Japan and I started, I started making joke about almost everything. But um, when I watched the video I sent you, Bobby, that remind yeah. me my uh, younger days when I was struggling, mm. oh, if, and I thought, oh, if I was like teenager and I watched this TV, I would feel like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, this is so boring. It's very mundane joke. Yeah. So, Nanka, I feel like, mm, what should I do? What should I do? Like, yeah. I think this is true for stand-up too, that if there's a stand-up comedian that looks different to the other comedians or has something different about them, they do need to address right. it because audiences, for better or worse, have that kind of elephant-in-the-room kind of feeling, right? Like, I think a really good example is Rosie Jones. Rosie Jones is an exceptionally good comedian. Uh, she's British and uh, she has cerebral palsy. And so she speaks far more slowly than Mm -hmm. most people because it just takes her longer to create sentences. And so she, there's a fantastic clip online where she starts a set by going, hi, my name's Rosie. You might be able to tell from the way that I speak that I'm Northern. (laughs) And just that one joke, one line, just you can almost feel that the energy or tension in the room just dissipate. You know, she's acknowledged it, 
she's said, I'm aware, I speak different, you're aware. And then the rest of her set, there's no need to reference cerebral palsy or mm. anything else. You know, she, she talks about other things. She talks about the fact that she's a lesbian or she talks about uh, her family right, right, like right, any right. other comedian would. And so I think there is a way of doing this, right? Where you, yes, yeah. you address it. Like, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm black, I know. But then, you know, you bring in all the other aspects of your personality which have nothing to do with mm-hmm. the color of your skin. And hopefully audiences will accept and enjoy them mm-hmm. on that level without seeing it through this lens of... of right, 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 right. That's, that's interesting. Go, do you think that the average Japanese audience is ready to be able to do that? The TV show, why don't I show the video I sent you? Mm. I think most audience of the TV show is like mid 40 or 50. Like young people mm. don't watch the show. Maybe a little bit. Right. So I think people in 20s or teenagers in Japan, they are very ready like to accept everything, like my minorities mm. and diversity. Like if if I introduce myself, oh, my name is Takeuchi Go. I'm Japanese. They don't. They wouldn't laugh. <laughs> it's like mm. normal. Like right. So I think Jun Soejima. He definitely. By the way, we are friends. Me and Soejima Jun is friend, and he definitely knows, like, what he wants to do in the future. But mm. he have to accept everything. To be famous in Japan. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about today. And I think it's great that you framed it in, in this way that, you know, TV in Japan is traditional media and it's on the way out. It's not what young people are yeah. watching, but it's still kind of the pinnacle of success. You don't really feel like you've made it as somebody super famous. Even somebody like Fuachan oh, yeah. starts on YouTube, but is officially confirmed as a success because now she's everywhere on TV. Mm-hmm. Plus, it is where the money is, right? Still, you can generate yeah. the biggest audience. TV is where being on still the where the money shows. is, yeah. Because uh, yeah. the 40 and 50 year olds have the money and the young mm-hmm. people don't. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like that idea of to succeed in this older medium, to succeed on TV as a foreigner or as a half person, you have to play along. Mm, that's interesting. This, old medium, old standards. Mm. Yeah, with this expectation of foreigners in a certain right. way. And I always kind of wonder, why is that so persistent? How does the audience watch that for the hundred millionth time and still enjoy it? The Hitoshi Matsumoto is god of comedians in Japan. So if he says white, even though it's black, people think it's white. <laughs> so, yeah, but so so if he sets the mood, if he sets yeah. the the tone and the direction, then people have exactly. to follow that. Nobody says no to him. I, that's why um, I I quit my agency. Yeah, it affects mm-hmm. every comedians or every talent. You know, I I don't I couldn't bad mouth about Japanese gay no kai. Yeah. You know? Mm. Uh, I couldn't even say my opinions of Japanese gay no kai if I was still in the agency. This reminds me of something that I saw on an American TV show, which I think speaks to how how different the industry is or how quickly things have changed mm-hmm. in America. There's a comedian named Hassan Minhaj. Hassan, okay. Um, yeah, and he went on the show Ellen, mm-hmm. and Ellen is comedy royalty, right. and 
she's this very very famous comedian who has her own daytime mm-hmm. show she's like this generation's oh yeah Oprah. i know it yeah um yeah and he went on her show and when he came out she introduced him and she said oh i'm a huge fan of yours and he went no you're not <laughs> and she went no no seriously i am and he went no you're not because you just pronounced my name wrong and if you actually knew me and you cared about me, you would know the correct pronunciation of my name. And my parents are here in the audience, and I'm not going to let you mispronounce my name in front of them because this is important. And wow. it was this super cringe moment, but also this very powerful wow. moment in, you know, if she's the downtown Matsumoto and he's the Soejima Jun to come out. And when he says, your name is not Soejima Jun, it's James, mm. it would be like for him to go, Screw you. My name is Soejima Jun. You don't know what the hell mm. you're talking about. Soejima Jun is very Japanese. He he can speak English a little bit, but it's not like me. He his English ability is very 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 limited. So his Soejima Jun, his inside is totally Japanese, right? And Japanese people mm. right. we tend to um care about relationship. Japanese people generally they don't want to argue, they don't fight each other. And Soejima Jun, I think the importance of him at that point is like uh, having good conversation, good interaction of uh, Matsumoto and other guests. So right, right, yeah, yeah. We we were aware that his English is not that good. That's actually why we couldn't get him for the show, and we had to book oh, you. Okay. <laughs> So I'm second. The first is Soejima. We wanted him. <laughs> well, I mean, first we tried Bobby Oregon, but yeah, he's yeah. in jail. The Wi-Fi <laughs> connection's shit there. Thanks very much for listening to this episode 64 of Japan by River Cruise. If you go to japanbyrivercruise.com and enter your email address, you can join our monthly newsletter with all the best bits from the show, plus more. japanbyrivercruise.com Thank you to our guest this week, Go Takeuchi, a.k.a. Black Samurai. Go, it was great to catch up with you. It's always such a fun conversation. Thank you for being on the yeah, show. Yeah, thank you, Bobby and Ollie. Thank you for having me. And please watch my YouTube. Uh, check the link, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, I recommend it. It's like the stuff that I used to make, except better and not as pretentious. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week.